Welcome back to In the Know. I'm Natalie Rademacher. And I'm Jessica Toledo. We have the leap day this week. Is it a leap day? Yes. Yes. That doesn't sound right. It is leap day. Yeah. It's a leap day, which makes of a it leap a leap year. year. How are you celebrating leap day? I'm celebrating leap day um, by watching Sharknado 6. That's amazing. So I'm really excited for that. It's going to be real. A whole cinematic experience, if you wow. will. I can't think of a better way to spend leap day. Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get to the news. So, Herberts and Gerberts recently launched a new limited time banh mi sandwich. This sounds like a subtle Herberts and Gerberts advertisement. It's not. I promise there's like news here. So, the sandwich actually has been causing quite a bit of controversy. How come? The ingredients mostly. The sandwich includes roasted red peppers, cucumbers, jalapeno peppers, tomatoes, lettuce, barbecue sauce, and cilantro mint aioli. That doesn't sound like a typical banh mi. Yeah, and that's why the sandwich has been controversial. People are speaking out about the sandwich, saying it's appropriating culture. After University Dining Services recently advertised the sandwich at their Kauffman Memorial location, students started speaking out about it. My name is T. Bowie. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I am a fourth year studying communication studies with a leadership minor. I am pretty involved in our Asian American community here on campus. Um, and so... With that, I have like a friend who is working on a planning committee with me um, and he had said in our group chat, he was like, yo, go check out my recent like Instagram story and like repost that. And I was like, what? What is it? And then I looked at a story and it was like Herberts and Gerberts like bun me inspired whatever sandwich. And I was like, yo, this is like absurd. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a traditional Vietnamese um, bun me. And so I had reposted it. And then he also reposted it on Facebook as well from like the original Arberts and Gerberts like Facebook page. And so I also um, did that and kind of like wrote a little paragraph about how like none of the ingredients used are even like inspired or even close to like what the traditional Vietnamese banh mi like has. T posted this paragraph about the sandwich on her story and then someone asked her what a banh mi should look like. Then someone actually commented on my status and was like, well, what? is in a traditional banh mi and I kind of like listed everything but usually the the pork inside is like a pork sausage and then they use like um, pickled daikon radish pickled carrots cucumbers and cilantro um, it also includes you know pate kind of yeah so that spread with a bow which is like a mayo sauce but sometimes they do like grilled pork and like other things but yeah just none of the ingredients are banh mi inspired except for the name and like i even put in my status like yes we have cucumbers in there but that doesn't make it asian that doesn't make it vietnamese that doesn't make it a bun me i did end up stopping by the dinky town location to check it out i talked to the employees working in the afternoon about what kind of response if any they had witnessed to the sandwich um it's super new but the people who've tried it have definitely liked it one of the employees mentioned the distinction he thought should be made regarding the herberts and gerberts sandwich and a traditional bun me with my experience with bun me's because i've I'm Asian and I'm Hmong. I'm like I know most of like bunmis by heart. I've say like the bunmis here. The only reason I would call it bunmi because it's spicy. They only added jalapenos to it and maybe sweet red peppers. But for traditional bunmi to me, it does have a bit of spice to it. But it's more than that. It's the they added cilantro, carrots, ben, like basically everything, like including the like shredded. Um, if if you wanted meat, then it would be like roasted roast beef and like other meats in it but for this one it's just like a traditional like caucasian sandwich for caucasian people t made a similar point when i asked her what she thought was the most troubling about the whole situation 
the worst thing it's like the utmost like cultural appropriation type of issue i guess she also mentioned why she thinks the asian american community on campus has had such a strong response to this but i think if i told my parents they'd be like what the heck and then like would move on but i think for us because most of us are like children of immigrants children of like first generation college students like we already are one step of losing our culture that i think we try to embrace it and like protect it even more as like children of our parents because we want to carry on you know their legacy following criticism from the sandwich on social media herberts and gerberts posted a comment on facebook about the decision to sell it it reads herberts and gerberts uses inspiration from all over the world to bring flavorful sandwiches to its customers we apologize for any offense that our most recent creation has caused the feedback that has been shared is important to us and we'll use it to guide us in the future And here's what else you need to know today. After months of negotiations, the Workers' Union, Teamsters 320, voted to accept the University of Minnesota's contract offer this week. According to Teamsters, the contract did not meet several of the union's demands, including year-round employment for food service workers and language around harassment in the contracts. Members said they were content with the wage increase that was included in the contract, though. This agreement comes more than seven months since their last contract expired. Next steps, union negotiators and the university will meet to confirm the contract. President of the University of Minnesota, Joan Gable, pitched the university funding needs at the Capitol last Monday. Gable presented the $317.2 million 2020 Capitol bonding request that would go towards the campus system's growing infrastructure needs. University students also testified alongside the president describing the inadequate facilities outlined in the university's request. That's it for today, y'all. Tune in next week for more from your favorite podcast team. This episode was produced by me, Natalie Rademacher, reported by Jessica Toledo, intro music by J.D. Duggan.